Right, are you ready to begin? Mm-hmm. You sure? Mm. I was filling in a survey. Really? Just the B customer support survey. Why are you filling? They do after a ticket. What are you going to say? I was just saying how good it was. Really? Yes, that's so good. You never have to wait in hold. I've never had been put on hold ever by B. You phone up instantly, you can answer. They're in Hungary. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're tech support. They are experts. They know everything. Really? Um, I've never had anyone who didn't need to put me on hold or speak to an advisor. Plus, you hate speaking to Indians, don't you? I can't stand the Indians. Rings twice. Welcome to Rum Doing, episode <laughs> 106. <laughs> have you really started the recording? Yeah. Because I thought you could check to me and say how much I hate the Indians. I did. It's clever. Yeah, I did. But you do. I, mean, you hate I don't Indians. hate the Indians. It's the Pakistanis. I can't say. Yeah, but I don't like the Pakistanis either. No one likes them. It's not actually... It's provably not racist to say that because... India and Pakistan. <laughs> okay, I'm no, I'll tell you why. Is India and yes. Pakistani were India and Pakistan were the same co- were one country. Mm-hmm. They were what, effectively one race. Yes. So they're just different countries. They're just being so just being just being countryist. So we're Israel and Palestine. Yeah. And yet you can't stop accusing everyone of being anti-Semite, can you? No, I can't. So racist, anti anti-Zionist, anti Everyone's anti-something in your book. Yeah. No, so it's, it's a very big book. So I've ended copyright up... two thousand and eight. I've impromptuly recommended B's customer support on the podcast, yeah. have I? And we haven't, and we haven't been paid to do so. That's the, I was just telling Nick just as a chat. I it was, it was a chat. That's just a chat. That he spends a whole time when we're when we're not recording. Mm-hmm. Ironically, he spends the whole time doing product placements. <laughs> and then when we start <laughs> recording, there's no more product placements. This lunchtime <laughs> conversation is brought to you by yeah, Bic, exactly. the Bic, the better biro. Well, I gave you some product placement at lunch today as well. I said. Look at these two mustard oh, products, did. John. Which do you think is the healthier? Is it, number one, this peculiarly American-looking trash, or number two, British Coleman's? And it was the American ah. trash that didn't have any sugar nope. and was not no produced flour. by an evil... No flour and sugar and awful things. wasn't mm-hmm. produced by an evil company, Unilever in this case, mm-hmm. and yet is clearly would be considered the junk food product. That's, that, you know, that French's, French's mustard. American French's mustard. mustard for all your mustard needs. There you go. Okay. French's mustard for a better mustard. Yes, that's my favourite slogan. So we've got some of this Jack Cane's Royal Southern Rum. You keep forgetting to take home. Yeah, and we'll have a bit of rum because this is, after all, bum pooing, Whis- whiskey doings. Yeah, just a little tot each. A little tot because you've got to get the train home. Yes, a little tot <laughs> to drive the train. <laughs> to drive the tra- a little tot. <laughs> a little you tiny like, you baby. Like, of... You like supping on little tots. A little too. tiny baby of rum. Green tea. No thanks. Well, you say you wanted to have a little tot. You've misunderstood. What's happened is, a, oh. is I meant a, a, a small oh, volume, I read volume the, of I, drink. Oh, I read the sun and every time a baby's killed it says, tragic tot death. <laughs> That's true. Cot, tot, death, tot. Okay. <laughs> they must be very happy that they've got such a small word to fit in the headline. <laughs> That's true. For baby deaths. Your baby death needs. Now, it's interesting. We've actually began this podcast by saying how lovely things are. Yes. And yet, funnily enough, we want everybody else to complain. We do. That kind of people. You ask people to complain on the Twitters. Before you did, though, podcast at rumdoings.com. You can email us anything you want. Why not just email us something nice? A death threat, for instance. Yeah. Podcast at rumdoings.com. A death threat. Or you Mm -hmm. can publicise your death threat in fewer characters using the at rum doings tag this is true mm, on twitter and preferably no, the tag the at rum doings address the tag hashtag rum doings yeah. rum doings yes now john what's the topic today on episode 104 of podcast at rum the topic is isn't it about time we did something about the overpopulation of britain's towns yes okay 
Shall we begin? Okay. Let's find the first complaint we've received. Mm-hmm. We and what what was your request? Just to put it in context, I asked for people to say what makes them what makes them annoyed. Yes, and because we're offered... we're often very annoyed on this podcast, I thought it's we need yes. to give other people the chance to be annoyed as well. We should it can't just be for our catharsis. We, I tell you what, we should do what we should do in tribute to Tommy Boyd, the great Tommy Boyd, whom about whom I think I've ranted on this podcast you before. Have. Is he dead now? Uh, he's not dead. A um, little bit. <laughs> I think he's entirely alive. Dead or similar. <laughs> suicide or something. Yeah. He is. Uh, he used to do a thing called the Wonderful Hour on talk radio, where people would phone up for an hour and just say what was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then later there was the Angry Hour, which went out on Fridays, the end of Friday show, mm. and where people would phone up and say what made them angry about. And Tommy Boyd had to get equally angry with them about whatever the topic may be. That oh, was his rule. Okay, he set we should himself. tribute that. That's what I'm suggesting we should do. We should offer to be angry about whatever. Well, I'm not. I'm not about. saying that we should necessarily have theatrics but we should become impassioned we should feel yes. in our crawl that this yes. is an issue exactly. about which we care exactly. deeply and Tommy Boyd was great people would phone up to complain about how much they disliked Tommy Boyd and he wouldn't just go oh yeah I'm so rubbish he would go in in depth and explaining and what's wrong with him let, 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 let down broadcasting and how that sort so, of but he would go into specifics of what was wrong with him but and how he, he felt short but would he, would he actually do it in a way that wasn't just ha ha self deprecating no what I'm telling you he would, li- he would do good analysis of himself and where he fell short and why he deserved derision would I have agree- agreed with his analysis I can't remember it was a very long time ago I'm going to have some of this rum. You should do. It's very delicious. Yeah. I'm trying to get to actual ones, the actual complaints. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the, well, let's have one that isn't a complaint first as an hors d'oeuvre. Okay. Just because, you know, it's a sorbet to guide us into the complaint. Mikhail Wolzak says... I, yeah, I, I apologise like for the pronunciation ball, ball, of his name. That sounds like ballsack. <laughs> <laughs> like a sack, a sack of croquet balls. Imagine how embarrassing to be associated with croquet carrying... Hmm. Um, yeah, he says the heat is annoying slash smirk. What's annoying? The heat. I think he's humorously observing that on the day that we're recording this episode, it stopped being rainy for a bit. Hmm. And was warm. Okay, but we don't have to pretend to be annoyed no. at this one, do we? That was a, just a, a horse duvet. Okay. So how I comically mispronounced it. You did. That was clever, wasn't it? It was yeah. an amuse bouche, which according to Nick is French for tummy. An, an amusing tummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bouche sounds like a shooter. Oh, Bouche, Bouche. So I've redefined it. You yeah, have, okay, fair enough. Um, Andreas says, I may, I like the ambiguity here, I may have just signed up to join the army. Mm-hmm. Is this a terrible idea? I want a Rom Doing's opinion. And then he's put a sticky out tongue face, which means I'm a little short, not sure if he's entirely sincere about wanting a Rom Doing's opinion. But by golly, he's going to get one. It's not really a rant subject. Well, is also, it? I don't know which country. I mean, if it's yes. Syria, bad idea. If it's Switzerland, not such a bad idea. He needs to give us more context. Well, let's see if I can do. Let's see if I can stalk him enough to find out mm. where he's from. Oh, this ridiculous. Never mind. Thing. Oh, there is. I'm sure there's a way. Never mind. Let's let's uh, uh, let's take the next. Is one. it a good idea to join the army, Nick? It depends very much which country and to what end. That's such an open-ended question. As I said, Syrian army, no. <laughs> Probably not. You know, Swiss, Swiss army, maybe. And because you get a good, interesting life in the Swiss army. And you will fold away neatly. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very contextual. I wouldn't be necessarily opposed to it. He might be doing wonderful things. He might be becoming a medic. Who mm-hmm. knows? So more context. In general... Soldiery can either be the most noble or the most heinous thing you do in your life. It depends what you make of it, I guess. I suppose so. Yeah, it's it's probably the the, the martial um, 
period is probably something that every gentleman should oh gosh, experience in his life. But are uh, you, gonna, are you not... suggesting that we should have um, military service for all youths? No, definitely not. I couldn't understand the idea. But just speaking in a sociological term, um, men seem to need a bit of war in their lives, don't they, John? Hence your computer games. Is that what you think it is? Mm. My computer games about people having a chat and solving some puzzles. And, and killing lots and lots and lots of killing with guns. Depends very much on the game. That's why ladies don't play those games. Men seem to need that. Certainly a far larger male demographic for well, war-based games. Yeah, exactly. But of course the average gamer is, you know, is a woman as well. in her I mean, it's a, There's clearly kind of yes, but tribal... The average gamer is anger. a woman in her 40s and therefore the majority no, but of those games, are games now are... No, but those are games that your followers would call scum games. They call them, they're casual games. No, but they call them scum, I believe. No, they don't. I think when Victoria checked your forum... No. Casual games were called names. Well, no. Quite unpleasant names, that, I believe. Well, if anyone was doing that, they would be very silly. Names. I think usually they are. Real gamers. That doesn't sound real like gamers our That really doesn't sound like our Real gamers look down on um, casual gamers who aren't killing. <laughs> Is that right? Like Brevik. Um, <laughs> anyway, we promised we wouldn't talk about games. So oh, we did, didn't we? Let's move on to a next, the next question. Okay. Johan uh, Zacherson. Zacherson. Sorry, it wasn't Bach. Oh, well, never mind. Um, he says this, and then gives us a Wikipedia link, comes into effect in Sweden at midnight, sad face. And this is the Data Retention Directive. Oh, that's ludicrous. Well, we were going to get one of those as well, aren't we? That's true. No? I, I am genuinely angry. Let me just quickly read out what it is. The Data Retention Directive, more formally Directive 2006-24-EC of the European Parliament and Council of 15th of March 2006 on the retention of data generated or processed in connection with the provision of publicly available economic... Communication services or public communications networks and amending directive 2002-58-EC well, well, is a directive issued by the European Union and relates to telecommunications data retention. Well, we'll summarise it. Basically, it means well, that everybody who sends any message or um, has any piece of information online, the ISP is mandated to keep it so that Big Brother can snoop at it on any time they want and that's it. Yeah, of course we're angry about that. Who wouldn't Ooh. be? Who wouldn't be except the most idiotic of Luddites or criminals. How can they possibly have enough storage space? And by criminals, I mean the government. Ah. Well, there isn't enough storage space. I mean, right. the whole thing is ludicrously expensive. It's mm-hmm. convoluted. It be, won't be useful at all, except in as much as it will screw things up for hosting companies and ISPs. Right. It will um, create a horrible precedent for this sort of thing to be happening in free societies. Mm-hmm. And... But what can one say? I, I'd like, in a sense, I should be very cross about it, but it's so ludicrous that I almost feel we, it should just be ignored. If every, <laughs> every ISP just said, no, we're not doing it. Yes. It's tough. Do you want to close down the internet then? Go on. Mm-hmm. Oh, if only they would, but yeah. so many just instantly capitulate. They just say, no, we're not doing it. What are you going to do? Send you police think in. in Sweden, of all places, where they mm. have pirate party uh, but do you remember elected Sweden, 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 until, until the late 70s, Sweden also had uh, eugenics. Did it really? Yes. Gosh. Hmm. Was it ABBA that overturned that? Yeah, they overturned okay. the eugenics. That's good. Policy. That was just, I'm t- I don't know how to be cross about it because it's too big. It's too big to be... Yes. It's like trying to eat a horse. <laughs> it's like it's too big of a thing to start getting cross about. Exactly. Mm. It's hard to know where to begin. I wanted them to say that they were cross about lady drivers or something. <laughs> not, not things that we should actually all be very angry about. Oh, our listener. Oh, oh Johan Zacharyson. That's a good Swedish name, though. 
Johan's our close Zachrisson. Yes. That means his daddy was called Zachary. Oh, Johan. Johan, if you're listening. Zach. Swedes are generally quite good at English, I find. Mm -hmm. One thing they always get wrong is they never aspirate their S's properly, so they'll say loser instead of loser. Ah, oh, that's, that's true, they do, don't they? And, yeah. and lots of Eastern Europe does that as well. Yes, uh, and you will always hear that. So, sort your lives out, Swedes, mm. until you can speak Huge. English as well as I can speak Swedish. I think, yeah. I think you have a lot coming to you. You losers. Losers. You losers. Will Tumbleton asks us to be cross about the use of the word gay as a pejorative. Been he- hearing it far too much recently. Yes, indeed. I can see, he's, it's he's, so he's funny because you, I can see part of you wanting to just disagree with this and not play along at all. Well, no, but I think what needs to happen is the same thing that happened with queer, doesn't it? It just needs to be, something needs to happen. But gay already is. No, but it needs to be somehow put in the wash and come out again. How, how do you wash out gay? Because it's already the term used by gay people to describe themselves. Well, they need to stop using it. I think they just need to, leave, the answer. Need to just drop it and run away from it and just leave it in a big pile. <laughs> what? What? Maybe the gay community should start arguing that it's a misuse of a word that used to be a beautiful word for happy. Yes, exactly. I think that's <laughs> what should happen. Everybody's yes. like, well, we're not gay. What do you mean? We're, we're not always happy. Sometimes we're quite depressed. There you go. Absolutely. That's what I would, I would just... No, sorry. Don't use the word gay. I mean, it's a horribly fey word anyway. It's not a nice word. I don't think it's nice in any... Either meaning happy or homosexual. It's no good. Let's, let's think of a new one. How about... You're not, you're not just going to stick with queer. Well, queer, queer is good, yeah, exactly. Queer theory and all that. I think everybody yeah. should just. Plus, of course, it rhymes with we're queer, we're here. That's true. Get we're over it. gay today. It's not as good, is it? Yes. It's another reason. I really. But the, we're solving the problem, but yes, I find the use of gay as a pejorative is, is bizarre. It's used everywhere. Yes. And by everybody, and by people who would claim not to be homophobic. But it reveals that they really are. I mean, I, I, encounter, I encounter it in its ironic use, exactly. So um, people like to refer to... Uh, people used to refer to my writing for PC Gamer, more like. Yeah. Which in, and is ironic. It's not intended as, as a pejorative in any sense at all. It's just... It's playing on the fact that someone else uses it as a, as a pejorative. It's a weak mm. excuse, yeah. I think. I think it is. Yes. Uh, yeah, and also, I mean, I'm trying to think... Well, it, is that allowed using any other bigger term? Could you, ooh, ooh, you're so black. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't Stop being does such a black, Nick. Yes. Yeah. You see, it doesn't work, does it? No. Which shows that there is an issue here. It does show I think it's a issue. society, particularly this one, is less... No, not particularly this one. This one, as well, is less tolerant of the gays than they like to pretend Oh, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. I think, uh, as two uh, straight white married men, mm. it is our position to announce that gays are no longer allowed to call themselves yes. gays. Stop in order to stop it being a pejorative. Calling yourself gay is a bit gay. Is a bit. It is a bit gay. So they should gay. probably stop doing that. Or we do what we've done before, and we say that there are two words. There's gay, G-A-Y, and there's G-A-Y-E. Oh, G-A-Y-E. That's how we gay. solved it in the olden yes. days, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. It's a separate word. Just have yeah. to sound a bit the same. They're yes. homonyms. Yeah. Homonyms. That's so gay. F-O-Y-G, Nick. Yeah. Next question. I think we dealt with that one very well. I think we we dealt with that one in a manner that will make Will Templeton absolutely delighted. Yes. Will Smith, we've changed however, his, will We've less. changed history. Yes. Which is nice. Yeah. Steve Eustace, a regular contributor, says, 
Um, what annoys me? Steve Houston Station, more like. <laughs> <laughs> He's a train station. <laughs> he is. He is a train station whose Doric arch was preserved, but the rest of the nice building was destroyed and replaced with an awful 1970s brutalist box. He's, he's, he's got a pumpkin, but no Yosushi. <laughs> you can get the Caledonian sleeper from him every night. And his mum. His tracks are filthy. What annoys me, he says, is Rock Paper Shotgun's constant references to football. Please make them stop, John. It makes me sad. No, I will not. I will not agree to this. I've abandoned our policy. <laughs> football is my joke and it's the best joke I've what ever made. I don't understand. We, whenever we write about football, we write about football instead. I beg your pardon? What ball? What? Football. What? Spell it, please. F O O. No, can you, can you use the proper phonetic alphabet, please? Foxtrot. Foxtrot. Oscar, Oscar. Oscar Tango hyphen. Yes. Tango Oscar hyphen. Um, Bravo. <laughs> What's happened to my brain? <laughs> Bravo Alpha Lima Lima. Football. Uh, it's yes. a connective showings. Yes. And the reason we do that is because none of us have the first idea about football. So. Or, or grammar, it sounds. None of us has. Um, not one has. <laughs> not not one have. I'm such an idiot. You are. So we, um, I started using this joke, first of all, in uh, PC Gamer. In, in 1874. 1874 in PC Gamer. Yes. Um, 1874, the year after Rock Paper Shotgun started. Yeah. I know. Um... And so it's just, a number, it's just a running joke I started then, and we love it, and it makes us happy. But he's right, because we have to agree with him. We should stop. It's, it's, it is ridiculous. It, it's sort of twee it's and a delib- in-jokes that continue for too long. Well, it's not just that. It's, just that. it's because it's our deliberate attempt to go, oh, look at us, we don't like football. Look how we're... Yeah, and do you like people say, oh, look at us, different. we don't like computer games. Yeah, do you exactly. like that? Yeah, we're just Ooh, the same as those It's people. like when I say TV games. You like that? Do you enjoy that? Does that make no, you feel it's happy? Just, it's just childish, and it's just a, us trying to show off. Our, show, our trying to show no, off. No, it's just us trying to show off. Exactly. Exactly. That bad. That's how bad it is. It is. It's a bit arch, but in it a is, bad way. It's we're not, trying it's too not hard. A, it's not a Euston Station Doric arch. It's more <laughs> sort of Archie Andrews arch. <laughs> Good work. I wanted to be good to get your way out of that one. Mm. Vico Morales, he so, says... Uh, pronounce that properly. That wasn't nearly uh, foreign enough. Vico, Vico Morales! Excellent, that's better. Oh, okay. you clicked again. <laughs> like you did last summer. Uh, he says bad service. I don't know whether he means on telephones or in restaurants. <laughs> or just... Tennis courts. <laughs> You've contributed whistling to this series of jokes. Bad service. <laughs> Come on, one more. Well, I mean... A terrible church! What's wrong with oh, yeah, you? Yeah, bad... Come on, then. You must be cross about bad church services. Oh, I've been to some bad church services in my time. But have you, though? Yes, I have. Boring. What do you consider a bad service? Oh, anything that isn't interesting or... In, or in, or in Good educa- hymns. Educational or... Good hymns? Inspiring or, or stimulating. But do you actually sit there thinking, this is a bad service, or this is oh. really bad, or do you just think... Oh, well, I'll just... Were, were you never made but to... But you just to... actually get angry. Oh, yes. Were you never made to go to church with a school? Or did you ever go to oh, scouts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 at school we had chapel. Right. And I uh, and the last few Where's weeks... Where did your I... Jewish family last, send you to a school with chapel? Weeks, the last few weeks I bunked <laughs> chapel and then was expelled for doing it. And were you I, expelled? And then I was reinstated after my parents got quite cross. Because uh, no, I'll tell you why, because in the end I was asked... 
the teacher said, well, why didn't you go to chapel? I said, oh, look, I just couldn't be bothered. It's a mm-hmm. complete waste of time. I didn't make up any excuse like, yeah. oh, I was late or whatever. And they really didn't like that. It would have been better had I made up a nice excuse. Like, but expelled? Yeah. What kind I, of school were you going I was to? Told, and in what I was century? Not welcome back. And it was like three weeks before the A-levels as well, which was a stupid, very petty time to do it. Oh, my goodness. Mm. How long were you expelled for? <laughs> my parents came in. It's like a, my half-day suspension. My parents came in and had a word, and, and then I was reinstated. We told the story of my half-day suspension on the wrong doing. No, we, we did not. Really? Are you yes. sure? No. I'm, I really was it felt for like your we did. Uh, No, no, no. It was long before that. I was. Was it? No, a year before that. I was. Uh, we used to have a game. 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 More like. Um, in school where we just had, this is 1996, 97, so we just had the internet and computers fitted to the school. Ooh, very modern. And, um, oh yes, the council had given us a billion pounds to spend on computers. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say that there were piles of PCs in the sides of rooms not being used. <laughs> Meanwhile, a sixth form, uh, A-level class was sharing one textbook between three. Um, that was the situation our school was in. Yes, stupid school. <sighs> Yes, indeed. Well, it was a comprehensive, unlike yours, that went to chapel. Um, so, uh, I, yes, and so there, was two, there were two people in charge of computers. There was a man called Patrick Jordan, who was like the person in charge, and then he was deputy, as it were, Tim, Tim Pryor, his name was. Mm-hmm. And um, they were both Mr. Pryor and Mr. Jordan, but, you know, when you leave a school, you learn all the first names and start using them like a grown-up. Mm. So Mr. Pryor and I had, a, and a few of my friends, had an agreement that we would just, if we could find a way past their security in any way, if we could hack into anything we shouldn't be able to get at, Hmm. that we would tell him how we did it and he would block it off. So um, our goal was always to try to get to Solitaire. He would always block off the Windows games as much as he blocked off anything else we shouldn't get at. So we would always just do, go for something innocuous and we'd try to get to, to, yeah. to, to Solitaire. Um, and then I... So people, we got a reputation for mucking around with this stuff. We found there was one computer in a textiles room where if you pressed, I think it was F7, it opened up the complete controls to the whole network. That was an amazing... With that one, we could access other people's... Um, Personal hard drives as well, so every student's hard drive was accessible to us. Um, <laughs> having hard drives, I can remember having a hard drive at my school. We only had floppy disks. What school were you at? A bloody mansion castle. <laughs> it was like a crappy comprehensive. Two, mm. It was two years later than you, though, and that's the trick. Mm. So, um, and then one morning someone said, oh, I found out if you put in a teacher, because you could log in, you had to use logins on do- at, DOS, at the DOS level. And... Um, and one of the and so someone said if you logged in as a teacher who's left the school you can get in that way. So I had a quick go and I thought I picked uh, a teacher called Deb Hayes. She was a chemistry teacher. She was uh, tutoring me chemistry, um, and uh, my mum was friends with her. So I figured she was a safe. You know, I knew I knew she'd left. And so I put in DH for her initials as for the login, and then it just asked me for a password. So I put chemistry because she was a chemistry teacher. And then oh, I, pathetic. And then I just thought I put you in something... You might have just given away her password now. <laughs> That's true. So I deliberately put in something... I was like, this is all very much in the vein of not trying to have my own teacher's login that I was keeping as a secret. Yeah. It was I was trying to be open and blank about this. So, so I get in, and I've got access to all the teacher's controls and stuff, and I can get everything we should, that our students shouldn't have. Because, um, of course, this is Windows 3.1 at the time. Mm-hmm. Windows 98 hasn't happened yet. Or um, 95. Oh, sorry, it would, probably would have been 95. 95. Yeah, it would have been 95. Um, and so, uh, I, and so I was in the, this is in my sixth form, co- uh, uh, room, the room. Common room. It wasn't the common room. No, it was our like classroom for our sixth form. Mm-hmm. You had to go be registered somewhere or whatever. 
And the Mr. Jordan, Patrick Jordan, bursts through the door and says, Someone in here has logged down in a computer. Ah, ah, ah. And I was like, oh, it's me. And he went, come with me, and drags me out of the room. And I get taken straight to the headmaster's room, which had never happened to me in my whole time at the school. And I get taken and in. And you met the headmaster. Yes. Um, he was a man who, Mr. Je- Jeffrey Wilson, his name was. He was, was a pedophile. He wasn't, as far, so far as I know. That was, that was Mr. Michael Myers, the chemistry, uh, sorry, the gym teacher. He went he, to prison. He was a pedophile. He went to prison for being a pedophile. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, uh, the headmaster, who is a buffoon, and everyone thought of as a buffoon, the most, teachers, most the teachers are, called yeah. him Mr. Whippy because of his white <laughs> twist of hair. There's a nickname that hadn't reached the students, but my mum told me about it after he I left. Didn't, he didn't know what computers are. So he was a very stupid man, and I don't know, he was stupid, but he was a buffoon. And I went in, and Mr. Jordan went, he did this, and he did that, and rah, 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 he was logging, hacking, rah, hacking rah, in. Rasputin. So I said at the time, yes, and I said this to Jordan on the way down, and I said this to the teacher, I said, teacher, I said, yes, but I've been asked to do this, and it's fine, and me and Mr. Pryor just have this arrangement. And he's going, rah, 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 and the, and, and, uh, and the headmaster says, this is a very serious thing. And then one by one, it was so great, Mr. Pryor first came in. And said, hi, uh, yes, John has been helping us a great deal with the whole system. He's really helpful. And he tells me about this stuff so we can block it off and prevent access. So it's actually really helpful. And then a senior teacher called Dr. Matthews. You were a white hat, you weren't a black hat. Exactly. Dr. Matthews came in and apparently, unbeknownst to me, had had a meal with my parents. Recently asked me to ask them to ask me to check this particular thing out apparently seems a bizarre coincidence but he came in and defended me and then finally my mum who taught biology at the school came in and she just she just looked at headmaster she had no respect for him at all there were rules and that teachers weren't allowed to wear denim that my mum totally <laughs> ignored so she, she had uh, so she would always piss him off in various mm. different ways and she came in and um, at this point it had just become really farcical and mr wilson said well, I am going to have to suspend John because what has happened is very serious and we can't send a message that's acceptable to other pupils. So I'm going to suspend him for one day, but it won't go on any official records. And my mum said, so you're giving him the day off. That's very nice. <laughs> and the dead teacher looked furious at her. And then I got a day off school. Oh, and that, that day, cool people who hated me came up to me and said, how'd you do it? How'd you get a day off? It was good. I was a hero for a day. And then you were back to being... Back to being nothing. It was like the day I won the weightlifting competition at GCSE Gym. <laughs> GCSE Gym. GCSE Gym, and I lifted more than anyone. All these really cool people who thought I was just some nothing. Um, they learned that day. I could pick up a heavier thing than they could. They learned you were the real man. Which is really And funny. all the girls flocked to you. Because, well, no, sadly, because they were split. They were... Um, not, you they split them. They weren't co-ed gym classes. Uh, so I would... Um, Oh, sorry, it's your foot. It is. Um, so yes, I, I went. We had a weightlifting thing. We had to pick up you know, who could pick up the heaviest thing. Of course, I didn't actually win because the tiny, thin person who picked up a cocktail stick got to one by weight proportions. Uh, but um, yes, when all these really cool or oh, will beat you up kind of people oh, saw me picking up a thing they couldn't pick up, they couldn't pick it up. They oh no, they, it was really you went. You had three lifts and you went in at a certain weight, and so I would, and they were all going in at like twenty-eight kilograms or whatever. And I went in. My first lift was about thirty-five. So they were all pretty much done before I'd even picked anything up. So I think at that point they were all looking at me like, what's going on here? And my friend Alistair was the other person. We both went in at this late weight. And he 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 could pick up that we both done it practising. I think it was 42 and a half. Was, bear in mind I was 15 or 16 mm. at the time. Uh, 42 and a half kilograms was up. And he had, it was a proper thrust above your head type lift. Mm-hmm. And he messed his up. He misbalanced. And he, and he, and it Idiot. Dropped, and he dropped it. Oh, he's such so an I was idiot. the only one. Oh, I hate him so much. Yeah, I hope no. he, well, well, he didn't stove his head in. It is, him. isn't it? But then I picked up the heaviest thing. And then it was just really weird for like a week afterward. A barbell or these, a dumbbell? I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a big oh, bar? Yeah, a big bar. But, um, mm-hmm. Big bar, giant weights on either end. So why don't you do this and so, weights now? I, should, I could do. 
Why don't you? So anyway, so because I don't have any. It'll help you. I don't have any anyway. So, but for a week afterward, all these really cool kids were just kind of go, "Hi, John. All right, John." And say, "What pass in the corner?" Like I picked up a heavy thing, so now they would talk to me. Yes, it was great. Well, you should have you should have carried on. Today, you could have been a different man. I could be the world champion head picker up of heavy things. Yes. And that's what you could have had muscular Christianity. There you go, Vico Morales. That's our talk about bad service for you. Hmm. Uh, I suppose he wants to realise well, bad service in restaurants and so on, but... We've done a lot of that in the past, of that, exactly. I, I mean, we can, we've, we've done that. And dusted. Rock Paper Shotgun contributor Louis Proctor says, ah. plugs that are poorly designed and block sockets next to them. Yes, I agree. Oh, this makes me cross. It does make me... The generally pluggery seems oh. to be ill-thought in most circumstances. It's ridiculous. Hotels! Oh, my goodness, hotels. Hotels put a plug socket next to the bed. That doesn't treat me like a criminal when I... <laughs> what see, what is it? What's what wrong with that? you? You're allowed to keep the lights on and run the shower all night long, but you God can't... God you want to recharge your phone next to your bed. It's ridiculous. You have to crawl under the bed or pull the giant bed away from and the walls. And pull the lamp out and by then take the weird, lamp. weird-shaped plug in any <laughs> case. Right. And, oh. I once had to pull, because it was behind the bedboard, mm-hmm. and I pulled, and the bedboard had been nailed to the wall, so I ended up pulling up a bit of wall. <laughs> I did, it sounds right, and I had to push, <laughs> gently push the nails back in, because that's where the plug socket was. It had been designed to be as inaccessible as it could be. It's amazing. And they do it in American hotels as well, which really surprises mm. me, because they're generally, you know, American hotels are approximately 5,000 times better than English hotels. Yes. Hotels... But even then, the, the plug socket, you still... Sometimes if you're lucky, there's one in the front of the stand of the lamp, which yes. I'm always a little disconcerting. But then you can't actually put your adapter in it sometimes if it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's sideways. No, I want three well-spaced plug sockets mm-hmm. above the side table. Yep. And one... Let, let's put one underneath and to the side just for good measure as well every hotel room in the world needs this because the first thing I do in a hotel room generally not because I want to but because I have no choice is unplug the alarm clock right so yeah. you unplug their alarm clock and then plug my own thing in so yeah. they'll have the, the, the tedium of having to reset the time on yeah. the alarm clock but yeah. it serves them right it does serve them right oh, man. and then yes I've got a, a, a big one of those industrial extenders you know thick yeah. blue wires and it's got four sockets on the top but I could also only ever plug two things in it at once yes. because everyone now designs their plug to have this big completely pointless pointy up bit at the top <laughs> which means you then plug it and nothing will plug opposite it no no that's oh oh well said Louis Proctor well done Louis we, we're angry now we're going to have to have a sip of rum a sip of rum to calm our nerves yeah. our frayed edges mmm Royal Sovereign Rum for the Collingwood 2010 Festival. Can't get it anymore. Can't get it's it anymore. It's only a limited edition. So you should take it home or I will drink the lot. That's fine. Enjoy. <laughs> you can see what a crazy alcoholic I am when you've left yeah. it here for about three well, there's months. There's nothing left. Yeah. There's uh, still half a bottle. Hmm. Um, oh, Steve Eustace adds on a less pointed note the total lack of decent London mayoral candidate. I'm desperate to engage, but I have nowhere to go. Um... Uh, the lady civil servant seems okay. Okay. Just just use her. I mean, she's totally and utterly uninspiring, which makes mm-hmm. her better than anybody else. <laughs> uh, James Ellens, right. Well, she's not going to win is the other problem. You can, it's basically a spoil, isn't it? Yes, but it's a nice way of spoiling it because she'll be happy to get more votes. Okay, fair enough. I lost, but, oh, look, I did okay. Mm-hmm. So you'll be giving her a good deed. James Ellen says, On Sunday, cars outside churches in Maidenhead had leaflets placed on them from a group claiming they were for marriage. But actually, the group wants to restrict marriage. Cure rant and feelings of anger. Does that, up- that doesn't really upset you, does it? 
For me, because I'm a Christian, is that the angle you're going with? Yeah, I mean, does that upset you as a Christian? It, uh, it's complex. I would like there to be equal right, equal marital rights across all uh, sexualities. Mm. But does it need? But I also recognise. Oh, I think you're about to um, have many of our listeners now hate you. This is well, interesting. I see what you, you think. you've been you've been crawling. You've been crawling out of their good books for the last few uh, weeks, and you had your um, you had your uh, tranny attack as well. So this this could be it. Well, this could be it for cuddly liberal John. His true Christly colours uh-huh. are being emerged, and I will end up being the goody. That's true. No, I think oh, um, Chris- gays Christians and Christians uh, and gays anger about gay marriage is completely hypocritical and doesn't make any sense on any level that I can understand. That shouldn't, and their complaints can all be levelled at heterosexual marriage. It doesn't make any sense to me. So why not create a Christian marriage, a religious ceremony but that just Christians one. do? But there is. Well, there is. You don't but need to create anything. It, well, yes. And so it's kind of, it's quite a neat argument, really. But you don't need to create anything. It, you've got one. It's called but, the Christian marriage ceremony. Yes, but the Christian marriage ceremony is the traditional marriage ceremony for most people. No, there are. There's a civil ceremony and there's mm-hmm. a Christian ceremony, but which can be used the same. Or you can have a. It's like um, if a if a, a Jew or a Muslim gets married, they have the religious ceremony, and then then they do the civil the civil right, okay. signing separately. There's like two ceremonies. But in that's one. what I'm suggesting. The same be true for Christians. And so, what I would like to see happen. But you have an established church. But they consider that they own marriage. Well, exactly, and that's problematic to me. So what I would like to see happen is marriage equality across all sexualities on a civil ceremony, and then a Christian-recognised thing, and within that Christian thing, gay Christians be able to be married within that. Oh, no, but the, the government has promised that I know. gay Christians will not exactly. be allowed to be Which married. Which is why it's abhorrent. Even the beginning, they're, they're banning gay Christians' right to be married under, under God. Yeah, but the church, the church wanted that. Sorry to... Sorry to not be too illiberal. Yeah, but the thing. church wanted that as, yes, a, quid, as a quid pro quo. The church. Because it was, saying, it was saying, you know, yes. we, we slippery slope and all that. So saying, no, we promise you, not only is there no slope, but we've uh, demolished the path. Which is, so, which is so tragic. There are gay people who are Christians. God bless them, and I'm not quite sure how they cope with the crap that must constantly surround them. But they, of course, deserve the right to be married under God. Yes. And, and so, yes, that's why I would... Or maybe like, our users won't hate you as much. Sorry to disappoint you there. Sorry yeah. to let you down. Liberal, um, you know, such a liberal. Yeah. Well, that's that is an interesting way of putting it because the one thing that I wonder is why, as you said, they are particularly riled up about this. It I mean, is well, abortion. I can sort of understand. Uh, I, abortion you know, is a very complex. I can understand sure. abortion because you know at least there is some destruction going on mm-hmm. there. Now, what you how you define the terms and parameters yeah, of that structure is up to you. Yeah, yeah. But this, there's nothing. It's it's nothing but a a stabilizing act at worst. It's it's so confusing to me. So the Christian angle is seems to be that there's some sort of inherent. No, no, I understand. Look, I understand the arguments and the, even the theological arguments. Fine. Let's say I, I will accept that. Whence the passion in a yes. world so full of you know? Let's let's. I will I will concede. I will even concede and say mm-hmm. yeah. Everything you say is correct under your terms. And yes, no, no, but you're the, whatever. Yeah, they're leafleting these things, but yes. they're not leafleting other things. It's, that's 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 what I don't understand. Well, I do because it's actually abhorrence. It's 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 a guttural it's feeling of it's fear, disgust. I think it's fear and disgust, fear and hate, fear and hate, and also just it's, it's ickiness, as we've said before. Yeah, but I think, I think that's. Like, I, would, I, I agree, and I would classify that under fear. That's a fear reaction. Like scared of spiders. 
Yes, if I have the icky having a winky up my bum, to mm. me personally, seems quite icky. Mm. Um, doesn't really impact whether anyone else should be allowed to do it. Mm. Yeah, should um, do. You don't want to prefer, they, your, just prefer it didn't your bum, impact yeah. me because yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. But uh, that, I, it's very peculiar that how I don't understand how your brain can go from I don't personally want this to therefore no one else. But it's not. That's it. not merely that such a bizarre that's not reaction. Simply homosexual, is it? Because. I mean, homosexual sex doesn't necessarily entail only that act. I mean, you you might as well... Of course not, no. Uh, it, it focuses on sex as just one very but, specific act of penetration. It's a very heteronormal way of looking at things but, in, a, in, yes. a, in, a, in an ironic way, isn't it? But, I mean, what if Laura were to strap something on you? <laughs> no, let's not talk about that. No, but you wouldn't that. like that either. It wouldn't be any no, better, okay, would it? Okay, no, sure, absolutely not. No, no, you'd say no, thank you. Yes, no, I would. No, 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 thank you. No, thank you, darling. <laughs> yes. And yet, some you you admit that some couples do that. Of course, exactly. And they, so, so it's and so long as both are willing participants. Yes, then have no objection. Or at least one is. <laughs> I mean, as long as the rapist is enjoying it. Well, who would be the rapist in that <laughs> position? The lady would be the rapist, and it would confuse your liberal brain, wouldn't it? No. It would, because for you, only, only, only gentlemen can be rapists. So is that right? I hadn't realised I had that opinion. A strap-on can change the whole dynamic of rape. That's <laughs> true. Um, I can't remember what point I was going to make before. Um, oh, yes, I was going to say about uh, the myth that Christians like to spread about hom- homosexual promiscuity. Hmm. Um, oh, I'm prepared to say that it's not a myth, and homosexuals are promiscuous because men are, but yes, it well, doesn't that, particularly... Sure, yeah, that's what I mean. But again, if you're worried about promiscuity, then surely any stabilising exactly. institution would exactly. be... Uh, the myth that I'm saying is, is that somehow it's something peculiar to homosexuality, as if heterosexuals uh, and promiscuity are two things that have never mixed. Correct. And the hypocrisy of that is, is, is what drives me so crazy about mm. that. That's what I mean by myth. I like to suggest that it's yes. unique to the, to the gay yeah. community. Sorry, not the, the, the queer community. Queer community. Um, also, that's a myth. There's no such thing as a queer community either. Like there are these, uh, you know, there's there's Martin Coxall on the one side of the queer community, and there's that squeaky man on the telly. <laughs> which which They're one? Not part of the same community in any respect, are they? They no. just happen to, you know, are you part of a are you part of the heterosexual community, John? No, but I think these things tend to come down to marginalisation. Are you part of the heterosexual community, John? Well, by definition, I suppose so. Do you have your own community hall? <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> the hetero hall. <laughs> It'd be really badly decorated. <laughs> yeah, the homo hall would be It'd very be beautiful. And there'd be musical numbers playing. <laughs> it would be a treat. Yeah. I, I have to tell you. You see, don't want to see the hetero community hall production of Hello Dolly. It's no. awful. I think a lot of a lot of hetero men would actually secretly want to go and visit the homo yes. hall. Not not for the sex, but frankly, I think the crudités would be a lot better. <laughs> exactly, for the, purely for the aesthetics. Mm. Um, I'm going to make this point if I can ever get hold, keep hold of it for long enough. Go on, try your best. Um, yes, the promiscuity angle. And as you say, it's so people want to say, I want to display that I love this individual and I want to have a... Um, a uh, monogamous. Monogamous, thank you, relationship with this individual and I through, commit through to marriage. It, yes, yes. Which have, you know... It would seem to be a good thing. Well, if that's even if not good, even no, 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 better. No, I'm saying from a Christian perspective. Yeah, but even from a Christian might say that's a bad thing, but it's still a better thing <laughs> it's, okay, than yes. the worst thing. <laughs> yes. So let's a better rather than worse. <laughs> I think it's also important to point out that without marriage, gay people don't instantly become cottagers. Mm. <laughs> it's not like they're dependent upon it for, for monogamy. But they are. But oh, are they? Are, yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't realise. Okay. It's just well, that's just. Gentlemen, I think the problem is the dipoles. You know, two gentlemen in a loo. What can you do? Because that—that's the other thing—is that no man and woman have ever had sex in a public toilet. No, never happened. I know. And if it did, uh, end of the world. Yeah, it would be. 
It's a fire and brimstone. Yeah. Um, it's, it is more difficult for a man or woman to do it in a public toilet, because which toilet do they choose? Oh, that's a really good point. It's more I difficult to meet. You're not allowed, you can't have them because you're not allowed in them. Yeah, but can you imagine if boys can both go in the same toilet? But if, yeah, well, I think that's a, probably a larger... A, yes. because it was banned. B, because the male sex drive is somewhat different. And C... Because they were in the same place. They've been with, already. With, with, you know, with changing rooms. private cubicles and changing rooms and <sighs> bits and pieces out already. I think straight people should be allowed to use mixed changing rooms. Yes. Because then you get to look at all the well, bits and here, bobs. Here, here's an interesting question, and that's related to that. Yes. A, I'm going to get you into trouble again. <laughs> I just feel like I've got myself into trouble. A trouble. By alluding to the, it's oh, gay people must love going to the changing rooms because they can stare at all the other men. Uh. Yeah, but you would stare at the ladies if they had lots of boobies. More if than they three. had lots yeah. of boobies. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> they were riddled with others. Of course you would stare. <laughs> Are you denying that you would stare at the slightest? I'm not sure anyone wouldn't stare at a woman with others. Yes. Um, women with others sounds like a website. <laughs> Womenwithudders.com. Yes, you'd have to specially ask your ISP to unblock that one. That's right. I would. Oh, excuse me, I was just wondering no. can I look at womenwithudders.com, please? <laughs> I'm giving you some more chance to become troubled. Okay. And it's about. A transsexual again. I learned some okay. very good lessons. I, I, I've, I've, I've said before on the I podcast know. I that... I think you're trans- a face. You should have told them to stop being No, silly. no, no. I've said before on the podcast that it's a pre- I'm, I have prejudices in the area and I've really uh, learned a lot and had a, mm. had a negative... I, I think was, it's I, perfectly okay to have prejudices against high heels. <laughs> oh, high heels. I maintain. I will not take away and, from and prejudices against high heels. And any child who thinks that high heels are the way to exhibit your womanhood, really, I mean, stop it. I think it's sad. I think of any woman... Who thinks well, it's yes. because I mean the woman head is very sad and stop it. Unless I've got good car. But no, I, I learned a few good lessons about my prejudice there. It was quite an interesting experience mm. to go through. Yeah. So anyway, let's let's test your prejudice then, okay. shall we? Um this happened. Um a transsexual lady wanted I can't remember the shop, but it was a department store and wanted to uh, apparently it wasn't particularly convincing. Okay. Hang on. And, and and wanted to try on a bra and was told she couldn't go into the ladies uh changing room. Gosh, it's a difficult one. Pre-op, post-op, what? I, I mean, don't it's know. Complex, isn't I don't it? know. I mean, this, as soon as you get into any of this, anything that isn't cisgendered. I mean, if you went in there and said, "Hello, I'm John. I'd like <laughs> to. <laughs> try, I'm, I'm going to ladies to try on my bra." <laughs> they, you, the, most women would hope that you would be barred. Yes, I think so. so and then, at what point would that then become unreasonable? What really if you said, "I feel like I'm a woman today"? Well, today. Well, don't question my temporal sexuality. <laughs> I apologise. Um, what if you just said, I'm now feeling like a woman, I'm experimenting, I, I want to be known as a woman now? It's a, it's a tough one. If someone identifies as female, mm-hmm. then it makes sense for them to want to use female changing rooms yes. to try on female clothes. Female, But if they're not particularly convincing, and it looks like there's just a man it's a, but in it's drag who, or at, at best... Yes, but it's, there, not then, about, it's not about being convincing, is it? That's no, but it, no, but it is a bit about being convincing in this, for, for the other women who are in there, who say, hold on, what's this bloke doing... Standing in our changing room, semi-naked. But that's the thing is... Especially if he's pre-op. Let me say this. Changing rooms are not communal. I'm certainly not men's changing rooms. I know very little about women's changing rooms in department stores. But I'm sure most of them are cubicle-based. So it doesn't really seem that important. In fact, co-ed... But it doesn't seem important anyway. Yes, exactly. Co-ed changing rooms don't seem to be a problem to me. I'm not quite sure why Hmm. they're split up as it is. I'd like it if they can make the curtains just that extra millimetre wide. Oh, yeah, that's nice. I'm sure sure lots of stand-up comics have covered that territory. Michael McIntyre has gone over 
Yeah. The fact that if it's just one more inch of material, and you might actually be able to have some privacy. Yeah. Um, or if it's not the material, it's not those. It's the uh, slitted doors that slitted oh, yeah. doors that well, made out of transparent glossy perspex. Yes. Um, so yes, that's all very strange. But I can't really see a problem. Dexter, I don't think standing on the computer is the right idea right now. And with that, shall we say good evening? Oh, is it done? It is done. Oh my goodness! Well, we have so many more. Well, things we can do to that next about. week. We can do okay. that next week. Okay, we'll save them up. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening, and I hope you will be able to join us again next week on Rum Doings. Podcast at rumdoings.com if you have any issues, or tweet us at rumdoings. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.